Welcome to Canton Cannabis, a show exploring the ins and outs of Ohio's medical cannabis program. If the number of calls I've received are any indication, many of you still have questions about the state medical marijuana control program. So on today's episode, I've got the answers, or more accurately, I've found the answers. Let's start with a question from Twitter. At Vader asked, when will processed items be available? At this point, no processors have certificates of operation, so the only product available is plant material. Carrie Francis, a spokeswoman for the Department of Commerce, told me that some processors expect to be ready for their final inspection in March. If they pass, they receive a certificate of operation and can begin making oils, edibles, and other forms of processed cannabis. Also on Twitter, user at BDale22 wanted to know if a concealed carry license would prevent someone from registering as a medical cannabis patient. The answer is no. Grant Miller with the State Board of Pharmacy told me program rules don't consider concealed carry permits as a factor for eligibility. Likewise, the patient and caregiver registry is confidential, and information may only be shared with a licensed retail dispensary to confirm registration. For more details about how registering as a patient still might affect your employment or ability to buy a gun, take a look at my previous episode, Know the Law. Another question was why a Canton dispensary opened before some in larger cities. So on the first day of sales in Ohio, three dispensaries opened. The Botanist in Canton, the Forest in Sandusky, and CY Plus and Ohio Valley Natural Relief, both in Wintersville. Kate Nelson of The Botanist discussed why the Canton site was among the first to open. This is Kate Nelson with The Botanist in Canton, Ohio. Uh, I am the Chief Operating Officer of The Botanist and uh, wanted to provide some insight on why we selected Canton to be our first location in the state to open. Uh, We do have five dispensaries total, um, but decided that Canton would be best for our our first opening, uh, primarily due to the fact that um, it is the most central location to many areas of the state of all the dispensaries that are opening, and we wanted to be able to serve patients um, not only in the Canton area, but also in the surrounding communities to the north, east, south, and west. We also knew that this location uh, would be the one that we could get up and running the quickest, and to start providing medication to patients the soonest, which is something that uh, they have experienced too long of a delay thus far, and and we definitely wanted to address and make sure that that we could um, get medication to them as soon as possible. And I know plant material is the only product available at this time, but can you talk a bit about what types or varieties you have? Sure. Um, So since the licensed cultivators in the state are the only ones that are actually operating and the processors are not yet, we do have plant material that is to be vaporized only, not to be smoked, um, and have a wide variety uh, and and a wide menu available at this time that includes uh, a handful of indica strains, a handful of sativa strains, um, a a wide variety of hybrids as well that are kind of the in-between, that are bred between indicas and sativa and then also some high CBD strains that have a a minimal amount of the THC or psychoactive effects um, so that we are able to provide products to patients that uh, some of which may be experienced medical marijuana users and then others may be first time and and brand new to the program. And I've been told some processors might be up and running by March. Have you received any estimates as to when you might receive processed products? 
So as soon as those products are available, we'll have them on our shelves. Um, I do have heard that approximately mid-March is when we'll start to see some of those products. Um, and the rollout will probably start with um, some gummies or lozenges and a couple tinctures and then continue to expand over the following weeks as more processors come online as, and more uh, variety is, is available. And do you know how much total product you've sold so far in Canton? I don't know a total. Um, I will say that we have been very busy um, with patients who are coming from all across the state. I think that the reason for that is simply because since we do have five botanist locations, even if the location nearest, let's say Columbus, isn't up and running yet, patients are willing to come to Canton to get into the system, experience what the botanist is like, get an understanding of the program so that when the store opens closest to them, they'll already know and, and be a part of our system and it'll it'll be a quick and efficient process. And if people have more questions, what is the best way to reach you? So um, I'm glad that you asked that because one thing that we've noticed is a lot of people are reaching out on social media or asking questions on Google. And unfortunately, we're not able to respond to any uh, engagement through social media or through Google. Um, but we request that all patients who have any questions or even members of the public who have questions either call the dispensary directly or send us an email. You're also welcome to come in, and we would be happy to talk with patients as well well um, in our reception area. Our email address where we can be reached is canton at shopbotanistohio.com. Our address is 3840 Green Tree Avenue Southwest. And then our phone number for the dispensary is 330-623-7430. Um, so as I said before, we can be reached either in person, by email, or by phone and encourage um, all patients with questions questions to reach us in one of those ways. All right. And that's because of state law that you can't engage on social media? That is correct. Um, so our regulations do not allow us to directly engage with patients in that way. We see questions that are being asked, and we'll try and craft our future postings to um, answer some of those questions, but those all have to get state approved before we're able to make those posts. So the quickest way to get a response would be by phone or by email. Okay, great. Well, that's all my questions for today, unless there's anything else you would like to add. The only other thing that I would like to add is just uh, our hours of operation, just so everyone knows, and that is uh, we are open Tuesday through Saturday from noon to 6, and look forward to seeing patients from Canton and, and the greater um, areas and, uh, and would ha be happy to help with any questions they have. Great. Well, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Kelly. The last of our listener-submitted questions today come from Todd Porter, the Repository Special Projects Editor. His first question was, how much revenue has come from medical cannabis sales? From the start of sales on January 16th until February 17th, dispensaries sold 126 pounds of cannabis for a total of $947,056. The state provides weekly sales figures at medicalmarijuana.ohio.gov. After April 1st, the reports will become monthly. Todd also wanted to know how many people are registered. As of February 7th, there were 12,873 patients with an activated card and 472 caregivers. 
Most patients are in their 40s or 50s, according to a monthly update from the State Advisory Committee. And lastly, what ailments are being treated? The predominant one is chronic or severe pain, with 10,910 patients treated for that condition. Post-traumatic stress disorder, cancer, and fibromyalgia are the next most common ailments, with more than 1,000 patients listing each condition. Monthly program updates from the advisory committee and a list of all 21 qualifying conditions can be found on the state website. Between November 1st and December 31st each year, additional conditions can be submitted for consideration. The State Medical Board received 110 such petitions in late 2018 and disqualified many that did not meet requirements or already were approved conditions. Petitions to add autism, opioid, chronic or general anxiety, depression, and insomnia disorders are being reviewed by experts. Tessie Pollock with the State Medical Board told me that members are expected to vote on the conditions by June 30th. And that's all the answers I have for today. As always, thank you for listening.